Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, mediocre And misses movies of film history hey. <laughs> I am Matt I'm Mrs. Teese. And I'm Mrs. Kane. Oh, okay. I guess I'm the friend. Okay. <laughs> There's always got to be like yeah. a third hanger on it. You can be our hot pseudo song. grandson. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. And yeah. all of this will make sense if you read the title. Yeah. It's literally on the title. Yeah, of the it's film. not really but a surprise. How many people have seen this movie? I, 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 I think actually for our demographic, Probably more than you'd expect. Well, I am it forgetting that this is... A New Zealand smash hit. A New hit. Zealand yeah. smash hit. Number one hit, it even claims, on the DVD. Exactly. I have some more information oh. about that, but I think we should leave that till our feature presentation oh, yeah. segment. Absolutely. Let's how, come how, back. How are we? How, how good, are good. Yeah. Enlivened from yeah. that experience. Yeah, honestly, just having a just having a ball yeah, after that. Good. And we're recording, like, on a weekday instead of our usual weekends. Mm. Nothing you know. What's usual? What does it, you know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, midway through the week, long weekend coming up. Mm. Um, Queen's birthday. Woo, shout yeah. out to that old missus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she can really use, now that she is a widow oh, herself, sure. mm. a young Rupert friend. Yeah. She mm. could use a, a friend. Oh, yeah, life. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like... Not that I actually... I don't genuinely <laughs> I don't really believe care that. about the, yeah, the Queen's well being. <laughs> it's um, Pride Month at the moment for everywhere else. For the Northern Hemisphere. What the That's the Northern Hemisphere yeah. situation. I mean, like, it's nobody feels proud of anything in this mm. weather. When do we... Oh, February. we do. Ours is like... February. Feb- oh, it's, but it's not even a, Early like, We don't have an official month. It's just know. like yeah. around March and, and we had it right when COVID levels were going up and down. Yeah, it's around so. like, the, yeah, the early, it's early fringe. And yeah. it's like, we're, I'm busy doing fringe at that time. Welcome yeah. to the Rainbow Parade. But yeah. I might, you know, maybe I'll change the mixed bag to be a uh, a rainbow oh. bag. You have to be oh, allies. <laughs> maybe we do a queer film for the next one. Who knows? It could be good. Yeah. Could be. I mean, I feel like we, should, we still have promised at least to each other, if not the the audience. I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on the pod, <laughs> yeah. but one of our many mini seasons has been revisiting some mixed bag LGBT films because yeah. there are a lot of yeah. LGBT film I classics, and I which have squarely fall the into education. the into the mixed bag zone. Yeah, Jennifer's yeah. body. Watch out! Oh, I'm keen to see. It. I've not seen mm. it. Neither. Neither. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god, he's got the tingle. <laughs> oh. um, but uh, let's consume some more pop culture with. <laughs> pop corner. <laughs> pop, 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 pop corner. Oh, six out of ten. <laughs> six out of ten segue. Yeah. Oh, talking of, it sounded kind of, that came out a little Australian, uh, and it reminded me of that Kath and Kim sequence, um, which someone posted recently with, like, Happy Pride, where she, um, she's, um, Kath is walking down the street, and she sees, like, um, Puffs and Lebanese and stuff like that. And yeah. she's terrified of being gay or something else. No, no, it's so, so she thinks that Kim is a lesbian yeah. for yeah. reasons of plot, whatever. And so she's haunted by the this yeah. idea. And so she just sees various like yeah. things that are slightly, I guess you could like spoonerisms of sure, different yeah. gay yeah. terms. Which is very good. <laughs> the, Le- the moment where she sees Lebanese and goes, ah, yeah. it's always my favorite. Lesbian and Lebanese always, you know, <laughs> classic, classic the, joke and comedy. Classic Lebanese classic, I mean, mean girls. 
obviously, yeah. the touchstone of our generation. Yeah. Let it die. I mean, it was like 20 years ago. 15. 15. Mm. 15. 15. Mm. Yeah. Longer. Ridiculous. Yeah, longer, longer than 20. Than, that's 19, isn't it? No. 15, no, 2004. 15. It's not 29. I'm just pausing because 15. I'm trying to remember my pop corners. <laughs> Wouldn't that be 17 years? 2012. Yes. It's Six, 17 years. 16. Oh, my God. I didn't go to school for math, okay? <laughs> I was like, hold on. Gosh. How long? That 16? 17 years oh, ago. Oh, 17. Oh, that's, that's uncomfortable. Mm. I don't like that. Oh, cool. I wrote them on my diary. All right. All right. Why don't you go first, Mr. List Man? Good. Well, talking about going okay. back into the past, um, mm. I uh, when we had Ed over... He looked at my graphic novels afterwards. We were talking about Watchmen afterwards because that was one of his other kind of selections. So we're talking Watchmen. And then he looked at my graphic novels and he was like, oh, Scott Pilgrim, nice. Mm. And I was like, it mm. is nice. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. That means nothing to me. As an experience to like. Nice is not a compliment. <laughs> and Scott Pilgrim is, yeah. Scott Pilgrim is, 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 is not nice either. He's, he's a kind of a mixed up dude. I'm and I went back and I read uh, the the graphic novels, uh, the comics, uh, and it's nice to just dive completely into a piece of nostalgia that you are like thoroughly all over and then like haven't revisited in ages. I found that really refreshing. And I realized that I had a video game, Scott Pilgrim the video game, which is uh, 10 years old now, uh, that was made after the movie and uh, the comics uh, that finally came out on Switch and it is like a 2D side-scroller like like the old arcade games like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or like, you know, oh, that Simpsons one? Did you ever play that Simpsons oh, one? Oh, you... Simpsons Hit and Run? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know if it's Hit and Run. Yeah, it might I be. I did not. Were you like, I'm bad at side-scrollers. Go <laughs> left and right, you punch people. Anyway, there's a Scott Pilgrim uh, video game which I had a blast uh, the last couple mm. of days. Just It's super, super hard so I had like dropped it and I decided to pick it back up and and defeat Ramona Flowers' seven evil exes, which is the okay. premise of in, the story. And if you rank the Scott Pilgrim media, how yeah. would you how would you rank them top to bottom? Oh, uh, well, my first port of call, my my main connection was with the comic books, which is brought by Brian Lee O'Malley, who's a really cool um, artist. Like it's, the characters get to be the most fleshed out, uh, the most like like the the the. It's the most, like, interrogation of, like, who Scott Pilgrim is and how yes. he's kind of fucked up. Like, it starts with being, like, Scott Pilgrim is dating a teenager, like a 17-year-old. Like, what are you doing? And, like, he kind of messes up Knives, Knives Chow's, like, relationship. Um, and, yeah, so it really kind of, like, digs at the protagonist and is, like, um, you playing this kind of thing of, like, well, he seems super likable, but also he's in this arrested development, which, like, <laughs> you kind of look at it. Ironically, <laughs> Michael Sarah, I see what you did there. Hey. hey. Yeah, which um, probably uh, brings me to, yeah, the second, uh, the film by Edgar Wright. And when I found out that Edgar Wright was doing a Scott Pilgrim movie, I was like, damn, like, those are two of my favorite <laughs> things coming together. Ooh, um, levels. Because uh, when I was a, you know, you're watching Hot Fuzz and Short of the Dead and you're like, that fast cutting, which we saw a little, little bit of, it was Mrs. Poffrey and the Claremont, like, extreme close-up. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes, there was a, editing, couple editing, of, editing. a couple of Edgar Wright moments, yeah. but I don't know yeah. if they were, they were quite to the they same standard. They were Courtesy uh, of the two editors of the film. Yeah. yeah. Mm, we'll and, talk about it later. Yeah, and so I go to Scott Pilgrim and uh, my girlfriend at the time we were both like super oh my god you've got a whole backstory yeah evil we ex <laughs> she's not evil at all um mm, and according we were, to you we were, the plot the plot of the book <laughs> yeah we were super into the comics see the movie and for whatever reason it just like didn't meet whatever our like 
expectations of it were. Okay, nostalgic for her. All right, I see. I see. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I want to go back and see, you know, if we were tainted from, yeah, you know, like too high expectations. Yeah. So uh, maybe not a mixed bag, but just a revisit in the future. That's and fun. then third, but super, super fun is uh, the video game, which I clocked. Um, but it gets a bit repetitive because you are literally just being like, boosh, 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 boosh. Um, <laughs> James is miming punches as he's doing that. Boosh, boosh, boosh. But super fun. Uh, Gideon Graves, who's the baddie, is like super, super hard. He like has three versions uh, and it's like full of video game like references and uh, little characters that I'd forgotten about. Um, and so, yeah, it was a blast. Mm, My nice. second. Um, yeah. In terms of the specials, and you might have, I know Cass has seen this as well, I don't know if you've seen this, Matt, is another piece of nostalgia, Bo Burnham. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't seen it just yet. But oh, it's, it's on, really good. On my list. I Bo love Burnham's, me a Bo. Yeah, his, his latest special, <laughs> Inside, which was shot over the pandemic. I would love to be inside. Um, <laughs> I mean, fair. He's a very, <laughs> very charismatic, very attractive yeah. man. Um, he is turning 30. He has to spend that year oh, okay. being 30. That's not how it's framed, <laughs> yeah. but, you know. I feel um, like that hurts me a little bit. It's yeah. accomplished so much. I think also for all of us being like, oh, yeah, he's no longer youthful and neither are we. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he still has that youthful kind of energy. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's about him documenting um, what life is kind of uh, like for him, living with uh, mental illness and living inside. And that because he kind of made his videos, he's so synonymous with, like, making f funny little tunes mm. inside in that little, like, blank white room um, that he is kind of grappling with um, that kind of identity, like what what good is it to be a comedian when the world feels like it's like falling apart? Um, and when we saw it, Cass compared it to like, yeah, that felt like very solo show vibes. Of it's it feels yeah like one of, like a, a really good fringe show mm. in a good way. Like I don't feel like that. That could sound like mm. a like a criticism, but I feel like I came out of it feeling like that was like a really good show that I'd see at Edinburgh Fringe in terms of its theatricality. Yeah. Um, it's it, you know like I feel like it's very rare that you see anything that's a filmed product that feels so one man bandy yeah. um, in terms of like, you know, it is just a person that's the same person writing and editing and shooting and producing and doing all the music and doing all the, you know, cinematography and editing and everything. Um, and it looks beautiful. Like yeah. this is coming from the person who made eighth grade, which if you have not seen, oh, so good. highly recommend it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's just so empathetic and like one of the best films about like, being uh, a, a young person with, like, the internet and, like, feeling mm. isolated. And being awkward, oh, my God. Yeah, super awkward film. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's genuinely, like, theatrical kind of moments because he's finding ways to, like, use his, like... I mean, he has a decent amount of gear, but, like, to to, to kind of surprise you with projection, with lights, um, mm. that it's... Yeah, it was really innovative. It's I feel like Bo Burnham is one of the one of, if not the only person that could have made something like that because of just his backgrounds mm. in being both a live stage performer that's done a lot of that sort of concert style performance, mm. also being a YouTuber that mm -hmm. has done a lot of that self-produced kind of shoot it in my house edit, as well as being a feature film director mm. and performer that has been in that kind of more sort of large scale production like he's got experience in all of the relevant yeah fields. also it's great now because he's got like such a bigger platform now a lot of people mm. just know him as an actor so it's yeah. just like oh here here's a glimpse of what he used to do you know like yeah, uh, yeah. you know we're and he's kind of grappling roots yeah, yeah. and grappling yeah. with that kind of career and like there is plenty of talk around like have we like fucked our next generations of people by like 
the just, internet exists. Yeah, like, the a lot internet. of it's about the internet. It's about yeah. like, you know, yeah. there's a song which is about like, I did lots of shit stuff in my past and mm. am I going to get cancelled? Cares well, just do it now. Which I think a lot of people that, you know, have been working for a number of years in their careers have mm. and have, you know, totally. maybe got a higher platform, bigger platform now than they did when they started out. Yeah, absolutely. Have that yeah. issue. Extreme drive to, to create content and to frame yourself as like the mouthpiece of like, you know, the authority to be speaking. And I'm not, it's not, uh, uh, the irony of this is not, uh, I'm not unaware of the irony of we are now producing a, a podcast where we say our thoughts on certain things. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. kind of uh, the the way that we find enjoyment as well as also producing work. Um, yeah, so, so absolutely. So you're saying that we're Bo Burnham. We're Bo. I agree. And I'm saying that, you know, <laughs> as part of the whole point of his angle on that is that white men should be doing less. Yeah. <laughs> I think actually James is now fired from the podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. just oh, me and Matt's, yeah, it's me and Matt's podcast now. Yeah, that yeah. sounds... Um, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but I will still be producing and I will be editing <laughs> yeah. and I will be constructing your voices to say what I want to yeah. say. Yeah. So Producer I'm, James. I'm using people of colour to, to propagate <laughs> to my voice. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, yeah uh, absolutely highly recommend it it's on Netflix now it is like a tough watch like it is like I found it really genuinely um, affecting and claustrophobic and like uncomfortable because it's trying to replicate that experience of the pandemic and also like yeah, like like uh, being in a state of mind that is that feels like unhealthy, and he's trying to replicate that. So mm. um, yeah, it's a heavy watch, but it's it's so well realized. Well, I'm mm. gonna run, not walk. Mm. Hey. Yeah, yeah. And my final piece of pop culture, uh, I will probably chat about when one of you bring it up. But uh, okay. let's just say that High School Musical. The musical, the series, okay. and we were chatting about that last time. We were chatting about a certain Olivia. Okay, I'm not going to talk about that. So, Matt, do you want to go? All right. All right. Well, <laughs> look, okay. I have a couple of things. Um, one, I just want to say that my favorite reality TV show is back, Legendary. Where like, um, back for season two, where um, Vogue has his battle it out. And it's fucking amazing. Um, it's bigger and better than ever. The second thing I want to talk about is um, I did watch the Friends reunion. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if someone did. It was fine. I mean, you know, it was good seeing them all. I mean, I did watch Friends a lot um, growing up because it was in the 6.30 time slot before the news. Yeah. I think I may have watched it like... The news started at 6. Started at 6. So you were... Skipping. 5.30. God, Okay. <laughs> Jeez. I think it was six. It was during the news. This is why yeah, I never watched it. This is why we it. didn't okay, I never maybe, came across it. The news maybe, was on. Maybe this is why I watched it because I didn't <laughs> like watching the news and I could watch Friends instead. Mm. Um, and, you know, I liked it. It was cute. I mean... People are being mean to Matthew Perry. I think right? it's because he's, like, just not as, you know, like, I think, you know, he's been battling addiction and, like, so he's a bit more withdrawn. He's right. got anxiety and, you know, I don't think he was as open to the other people as, as you know, my MVP was Matt LeBlanc, who was just so stoked to be there. Well, it's just, it's <laughs> well, so loaded it. of like, hey, turn up and pretend like you're all good and that life is like, Oh, they, I mean, they're all very close. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of just like. But you still have to be on. You know, mm, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of just like puts a little bit of a dent on that like perfect image <laughs> That people have have of the cast, and, sure. but I mean, like their chemistry together is just like dynamite. It's just like what you know, what's propelled the show to being legendary, and also it's like you know, 
they've got these segments where they have read throughs um, and they read through like, you know, they do a table read now and they like cut back to the original scene that they've, that they did and they filmed. And it's just like, I think that the thing that endures about friends is how much they kind of nailed the dramatic moments and the character moments. And that's why everybody's obsessed with, you know, friends for that time period. And, you know, it's, it's dated and everything, but I'm just like, it's pretty funny. Like, you guys never watched Friends. No, so. you know, like, we're you know, not in the, the nostalgia that, train. The thing that I found funny was um, uh, someone put up a screenshot of the, memes. the credits. And, uh, oh, there was the memes. Oh, there was the, but, uh, the there was yeah, that, the Matt LeBlanc memes. Uh, there was that, but there were also all the friends hugging and then James Corden just standing to the side being like, yeah. <sighs> Like, yeah. How did James Corden like insert himself into that? I mean, we could we could say that about any James Anytime Corden adventure. Anytime that James Corden has appeared in anything. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we, I'm just I'm just enjoying the memes of Matt LeBlanc oh, as an Irish so funny. star. I love it. Oh, Very yeah. good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> and it's just that posture I've just seen my family. That's so f- and that's his James whole vibe. Dad. It's just like. The nice, your friend's nice dad. That is like yeah. encouraging. It will gently happy, roast you. Yeah, yeah, happy to see you. Doesn't understand what the fuck you doesn't do. Doesn't know your name. Yeah, one hundred percent. But he will treat you like family, and it's yeah. it's really fun. Um, he was my MVP. I my one criticism of the show is that you know they could have dug deeper into the problems of the show. Yeah. But also, um, I wanted more selfishly. Chandler and Joey moments because that was always my favorite part of the show. Their yeah. their friendship was really nice, and they didn't really dig dig that much into that. But whatever. Um, and now onto the main event. Okay, controversial. The two, the only two women who matter in 2021. I don't know if your opinions have shifted yet. I'm going to talk about the two women who matter in 2021. First of all, Mayor of Easttown. Ah. What are your thoughts? I know you guys were... Wait, uh, so I still have only watched episode one. Oh, my God. They... So oh I, I know, oh I know, God, I know. Oh my God. I just, I was just like, oh, okay. It's, it's good. It's a pop show. It's good. I loved it. They nailed the ending. Everybody says that it's good. I'll watch another episode. If yeah. I'm hooked by the end of the second episode, then How I'll many keep watching it. Is it? Seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love I can, it. I can, it's good. I'll watch Oregon. another one at least. I just, yeah. So... Mia, does she live up to a name? Who is she? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. She's great. I mean, I can't. She's a horse. Yeah, she's a horse. (laughs) I, oh my God, yeah. Um, No, I just was really surprised that like, you know, usually these types of shows fumble the ending and they (laughs) gave me a reason to stand even more. Wow. That's good. And what do you like about Kate's performance? Because that's like, obviously the whole show everyone is digging, but in particular, everyone loves the Winslet. I think she's just great. I think it's so lived in. It's different from her. Like, I think there's something so precise about her and she's still precise here, but it's it's got a lot more earthiness, a lot more like organic, you know, experience coming through. She's having fun in the role. The role is, has moments where it's really fun and it's just, oh, some of the choices that she makes are just, you know, this is her best performance of her career. I was going to say, like, like, what are, like, the none. top five, like, Kate Winslet moments? Because I'm like... In I'm, the show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not, oh my God. not in the show. No, no. No, what? I just mean throughout her career. I'm okay. thinking, her like, top, Her top like one moment Titanic. is when she wins her second Golden Globe of the night. And she's just like, gather, gather. Yo, do you remember that? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. That sounds good, though. She's great. I'm thinking, like, because you were saying, like, her being her most most earthy like yeah like the big Winslet moments that I can think of off the top of my head are like 
you've got like the Titanic and how like she feels really genuine, like playing the ingenue there. Revolutionary Road, I remember. Who, I liked her in Revolutionary Yeah, Road. I thought she was good. It felt very like theatrical and like heightened mm. as a film. Mm. Mm. What are her other like big... Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine, yeah. She's... Sense and Sense. Yeah. Um, Holy Smoke, which I like. Um, um, yeah. 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 Little Chilled. Little Chilled, yeah. Dark Movie. Yeah. 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 Hayley. Not so much the reader. No. 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 But well, she you got know, she got tripped you know. up in that Oscar bait yeah. kind of stuff for a while. <laughs> Honestly, her Steve Jobs accent, pretty camp. I, I I like Steve Jobs. I think that is a that is a fascinating movie. Who does she play in Steve she Jobs? She plays like the Polish, like, you know. A, a sister, oh, a, like right hand woman. Oh. The accent. She's like Steve, we that's need, all you need to know. Steve, we need to go over there. You know, it's it's odd. <laughs> Seth Rogen is um Steve Wozniak. Yeah. Um uh like it's oh it's a movie. God. It's unfortunate, you know, it's Fastbender. Fastbender is very talented. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. yeah. No, but I think this is this is her best. And I think, you know, I can't wait to watch Ammonite because I'm like, I feel like she's she's just reached another level as an actress. Whereas, mm. like, you know. Before she was this, just you know, pretty standard prestige actress, and now I'm like, yeah. oh, I stand. Yeah. yeah. All she does is win. Yeah. I felt like she was good in the first episode. I just, I think it was just the, the not no, her yeah, so yeah, much as the, like the, the premise plot, and the course, world yeah. a bit overall. Well, that's what I. That's what yet. I got from right, from. So your, I'm like, look, I'm gonna watch. Chat, I'm chats. gonna watch episode two, and yeah. then I will see if I'm, I'm okay, hooked in or not. Because right. now that we're actually at, at mystery solving, because the first episode is like. It's a laying out. The mystery hasn't yeah, happened yeah, yet. Yeah. So, well, there's, there's, you know. a, there's been a mystery. Yes, yeah. but like the, the, the main murder has yeah. not happened until the end of the first episode. And the show so. to me is much more than its mystery. It, in the end, like I didn't even care about the mystery because I like the character so much. I like the community of characters. But then yeah. also mm-hmm. um, the mystery is actually really good at the end. Oh, so yeah. it, it ticks both fronts for me. So that's why I'm like, it's a success. Nice. And another success. The other most important woman of 21, 2021 so far. Hold on, I just got to eat this lemon right now. Oh my god, is it Ooh. sweet? No, it's sour. <laughs> okay, okay. Cher has entered the building. Sour. <laughs> this is what you do for you, readers. I didn't actually Listeners. eat a lemon. <laughs> You know, what? Oh, you don't have a clue. I'm setting up. Something. No, no, I know what you're doing. Oh. But what readers? What do you mean? Oh, listeners. oh yeah, listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I know. Readers and listeners, I interchange them. Okay, yeah. they read the podcast with their ears. <laughs> They're reading us all the time. Yeah, for bits like that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm addressing my audience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So um, the first time I listened to this album, Sour, I was like, yeah, it's you know this young girl. Miss Olive, and I was like, okay, listening, 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 enjoying, enjoying, enjoying. <laughs> and then on my way to work, the song caught me off guard, and I Which started one? weeping. Which one? Enough for you. Oh, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good album. And then I was like, oh, I do like this album. Is that the one that is? No, is that the, like the main single that's been? No, Which that's one's driver's license. It's driver's license. Very yeah. good. So there's. Um, she's released three singles, Driver's License and Deja Vu and, and Good For You. Yeah. Um, and like Good For You is like Paramore kind of sounding. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, what's, your, what's your top? 
That's your top? Yeah, so like, Driver's License is a classic. That's going to be like a song that's remembered. Like, the heartbreak is so palpable. It's yeah. it's great. It's just like like a good capsule of like teen angst and first love and heartbreak. It's so good. This whole album is... Um, Deja Vu, I want to... I love Deja Vu. It's so yeah. good. Deja Vu, the suite of Deja Vu, Good For You and Enough For You. It's really good. The opening track, Brutal. Yeah. So I enjoyed that one a lot. And Assured. Really I was fun. like, okay, <laughs> I stand. That one seems the most like fun of the song. Oh, absolutely. Which is what I'm going and for. In there's a series media. of like sounds in Brutal that I just get in my head. Like it's, oh, I can't remember how just it goes. Just the guitar riff? Yeah. No, it's, it's just like these kind of like weird, like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but <laughs> oh my like God. around the house, it's just like, duh, 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 and I can't If you want to splice it, it in here, yeah, I'll give it to it the... In. Yeah. I yes. mean, wow, that was such an accurate depiction, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I, just I, did, I couldn't tell which one was feel which. Feel the song. Oh, maybe you should be a music producer. Hey. Um, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, also, I love that it's short. It's a lean 34 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm We were just trying like, to put up some window treatments in our window to stop it from being so cold that we get chills. Yeah. And we did not Going finish the putting thing. the windows up. Yeah, and, the, and I like it because the she, the she, done. because the album is so also just like you know, single focus. Like, it's just like mm, that one theme of kind of just like heartbreak. It's, you know, she's been through a bad breakup, but that's kind of it. And yeah. it's all right, she's yeah. 18. Yeah. But I'm like, that's the perfect length of time that I yeah. can handle that, that. And that's how that like, shit feels. You're yeah. just like, you're stewing on the same thing and then you're like, fuck you. And then you're like, oh my God, you're going to fucking so regret good. this. And then like, oh, who's that other girl? Like, yeah. uh, honestly, like, I mean, like, I, that's what a breakup yeah. feels like. I feel like I appreciated this album listening to it more on like a, oh, these are some good jams as opposed to like having any emotional connection to it uh, just because I, I feel so distant. I tell you, Matt and I, I think we had a different but, you know, experience. No, I was fine. I was yeah. like similar to you. I was enjoying yeah, okay. it. I was just and like, then, no, but then, you know, that moment where I was caught off guard, I was just like, you know, on my way to work, first listen of the album. I was like, ooh, singles, I know these songs and then that song enough for you i was like in the middle i started weeping on the side of the road while i was like walking happens to me quite a lot actually on first (laughs) listens of albums there's just certain songs that like speak to me and i was like oh and that doesn't surprise me that was the moment i endorsed if if you know olivia isabel rodriguez my president president rodrigo damn okay yeah she's the true gabriella oh yeah for sure um Um, i think like what are your thoughts if you've been through like i had a like a rough breakup where like i was like part fucking like heartbroken for like a damn like year it felt like is that you Okay. No. <laughs> um, Excuse me, I never broke up with James. Oh, oh it's all coming out. <laughs> um, yes, we did uh, break up for a, was a small period. James they were on a break. Um, James friends joke, James, friends joke. James <laughs> like, did the breaking. <laughs> I know. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, there was a tweet that I like, it kind of like made me be like, oh, I want to check out this album of like um, sours for those people that like have like were broken up longer than the actual relationship like lasted. Oh. <laughs> that, like if you've been like stuck in yeah. those feelings um, and like if you've ever been stuck in those feelings and you're in a fucking storm. Oh, imagine like, if this came out so when we were teenagers, yeah. I would be like standing. Not that yeah. I already am. Well, I mean, more. and, and would have been like. And you know, connected. Millennials to her. are being made fun of because of us, their connection. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, um, no. A, there was a photo of Jamie Lee Curtis and Freaky Friday, like, with oh, a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> like, millennials yeah. listening to Yeah. yeah. 
Like, well, so, I, like look, I'm just like, I, as a teenager, <laughs> I was just wandering around listening to the Simbarists, weeping oh, yeah. about like historical sailors in the 19th century. Oh, I get you. Yeah. I want true sure. love lost at sea. Like, <laughs> love it. You know, I'm just not on the same level as these normal teens. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. I was, I was, I think I've got more basic taste now than when I was a teenager. So, um, what was I going to say? But uh, yeah, I think, honestly, like, I think it is kind of it'll enter the queer canon for gen z i think it's like you know it's like the sad teens and you know it also i mean also the the boy that she's she's singing about is queer so yeah which is great Mm. you know we love that we love that for her we love that for him i feel like that's always the like you know you know i feel like and also i think it's true to high school musicals you know yeah yeah. definitely more surprising that troy was not gay it's very much the ladybird story (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah you know that's that's i think a lot of people's experience of like being in the arts but why are you acting so cruel to me to the girls you're dating oh maybe because you're not interested (laughs) in girls or you yeah, know, that's the thing. It's both. it's just like those emotions are so well articulated. Yeah. That's what impressed me the most. I was like, you know, it's not just a generic, like, I love the boy, this boy hates me. It's not just like the same hooks. It's just like, oh, you are the specific the specificity of your lyrics yeah. are what get me. And I love it. Mm. You know, the Taylor vibes, mm. Lord vibes, definitely sonic. Definitely like, like some like, yeah. yeah Maybe a lot, finally a lot of melodrama vibes. Release yeah. another album. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the like, yeah. I'm I felt so like I was most reminded. Ella? Oh, oh, we're not allowed. Okay. Ella's just told me not to say, but you know, maybe news on that later this <laughs> year. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ella? Oh, no, 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 don't worry. She doesn't. Close she doesn't, personal friend. She doesn't want to be referred. <laughs> Um, anyway, so. I was gonna say I get liability vibes from oh, this album, sure, which is a yeah. really yeah. great Lord song. So you oh. know, I think. God, she's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Any more from you, Matt? No, I'm or good. Shall That's I move me. On? So I have to say I did a little, like, phone timeline scroll for this one because I did not remember if I spoke about it on last <laughs> time's episode or not. Wait, and you I, actually had to listen to, to last week's – oh, no, you didn't listen. No, 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 no. I just – while you guys Cass were talking – famously does not listen Famously, to I do not listen to Mixed Bag because I don't like to hear my own voice recorded. But while James was talking about his Scott Pilgrim experiences, I was looking up when we rec- which day we recorded the last episode so that I could see whether or not it was um, recorded before or after I finished – the video game Kentucky Route Zero, um, which I did not talk about last week, apparently. So no, I'm talk about it now. This is the first time. Um, it. Which is an incredible uh, video game, but I would say it's less of a video video game and more of uh, it's the great American novel. But you play it. Oh my god, um, sounds incredible! So it is like in five parts plus four interludes. If you get the edition yeah. that is available on Switch, mm-hmm. um, which James very kindly bought for me as a present. Thank okay. you, James. How much? Okay, let's um, not let's talk, about that let's talk off pod. Let's talk off pod. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but basically, so it starts out, um, you are playing a delivery man called Conway who has to deliver a package oh. to a place called Five Dogwood Drive, which uh, does not exist on any map. And so you're going to have to take the Zero, which is a strange Kentucky highway where things go weird. on the road? So he's going to go on the road. Um, but yeah, so it is basically, it's very Lynchian. It's very mm. kind of odd um and in terms of the way that it's it's almost magic realist in the way that some sort of elements of it happen but it's got Does this beautiful a kind of dream logic to it down a lost um, highway but it's great it's just like it's it's really it's it's got a whole lot of very sort of 
interesting characters that you meet and you sort of build and build this family of characters throughout each of the segments. We kind of get introduced to more and more different main characters, all of whom are really like beautifully drawn and interesting, like drawn in terms of like the way that their character is built up, not in terms of their physical look. Um, but they're Sorry, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I mean, like, it's yeah, an interesting they're, art they're, they're like really like complicated and fascinating and very like, yeah, specific. And all of the places that you go to, yep. it just feels like you're just wandering in a dream. My favorite <sighs> chapter of it is probably part four in which you have to travel on this boat called uh, down the Echo River, which is like this sort of underground cave system river with this whole sort of menagerie of weird people that you've kind of amassed mm-hmm. around you mm-hmm. during this point. Um, and you play all of them at different points. And you're just coming across all these strange little like like dive bars in the middle of the like ocean and like diners and sort of weird like underground bureaucracy like mm-hmm. sort of office mm-hmm. places in the middle of a subway tunnel that's flooded and there's only one person still left working there. And it's yeah, it's got the sort of feeling of if you're in a late night diner at like 3 a.m. and you're the only person there. Mm. And it's, mm. it's it just really makes you want to stay up all night. That's my that's how I would describe it as <sighs> your experience of watching of playing it. I gotta say you've ruined my weekend. <laughs> because I had all these things that I wanted to do this long weekend and I'm like, oh my God, I just want to play that game. Because it's like, yeah, and I would say like pacing-wise, again, treat it like it, think of it as a novel to be explored yeah. as opposed to like a game to be played because it, it is kind of slow in places, but I think it's it's oh, it's like that it. on purpose. You yeah, know? It's, no, it's a beautiful that. like writing thing. And yeah, and you can choose different narrative options, but it's more about how you, yeah, it only really sort of deepens your interpretation of that character rather than affecting the plot, which is really interesting. It's a really cool. different way to make choices work in a narrative structure in a game. Um, but I just strongly recommend also the soundtrack is incredible. Like it's really, really good. I've just put the soundtrack on on Spotify, like around mm. the house, because it's really beautiful to listen to. Um, yeah, so strongly check that out. Um, mm. And my last thing for for Popcorner before we move on, um, I just finished the novel Detransition Baby by Tori Peters, mm-hmm. um, which is just a real ride. It's really great. Um, it's just, it's this novel um, which is written, so Tori Peters is a trans woman and it's written about this woman called Reese who her, so so Reese is trans and her previous partner Amy was as well, but then Amy has now detransitioned back to mm. living as Ames. Um, and then Ames has just had an affair with his co-worker Katrina. Oh Katrina's pregnant. God. And they sort of come up with this idea to raise the baby between the three of them. Um, and so it is this kind of snapshot of 21st century trans life in America. It's also the sort of messy look at how modern parenting could work. How can you queer parenting, even if one of the people in there is a straight woman? Like, Mm. you know, how does this sort of, what is to live as a woman, even if you've kind of gone back to presenting as a man because of social pressure, but you still are a woman, Mm. essentially, like Mm. it's a really, really interesting, um, yeah, like mix of different concepts and ideas, but it's also just really funny and well-observed. Um, and I think, yeah, as a cis reader, like there's lots of stuff in there that I was like, whoa, I did not know this. This is really cool. Um, just sort of coming from that kind of, um, yeah, experience. Um, and I would really strongly recommend that as a yeah. read. It's just a pretty, pretty fast, pretty fun That's read. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really want to do both of your mixed bags. Sorry. Pop- my, my pop corners. Neither of them are mixed bags. Both yeah. good. Both good. <laughs> and um, for a mixed bag. <laughs> well. Now it's time to talk well, about the We're bags. going to take a visit well. to the Claremont for our feature presentation. Feature presentation. 
Okay, so this okay. is one of the mixed bags we have had on our list. Historical. Here at Mixed the, Bag HQ. One of the OGs. Five one of our first foundational, foundational movies yeah. we you talked know. about at that, um, you know, fateful night yeah. at Basque, RIP, <laughs> now Mockingbird. To kill uh, yeah, so we've ticked off some of them uh, of, of like our OG, oh my gosh, of course that's a mixed bag, Ricky and the Flash, mm-hmm. um, and Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont was was one of the seminal mm. texts <laughs> that informed this podcast. The uh, Moses and the, the the great tomes. What are they called? <laughs> the Ten Commandments? Ten Commandments. <laughs> Moses bag. and the Great Tomes. <laughs> it's like the off-brand book. It's Classic like, Great Tomes yeah. that he got off the mountain. <laughs> the knockoff version. Yeah. Moses oh. and the Great Tomes. <laughs> yeah, one of the ten uh, bag, mixed bag, um, that we stand, or do we stand? James, so what's your experience with Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont? I saw... Mixed bagments. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. I saw Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont in the Rialto Cinema in Hamilton with my mother. Uh, and that is how I think a lot of people in New Zealand experience this movie because it was a big mums and grandmothers movie. Oh, um, yes. It was iconic. They loved it. They went to United <laughs> Video uh, and they found the X rental for $10 <laughs> and we bought that shit and we played it on rotation, which we watched tonight because I took it from their home because they no longer uh, watch too many DVDs. They've gone on to Netflix. <laughs> and I loaded up an external DVD that I plugged in my Mac that no longer allows DVDs. Yeah. And we watched that shit and it had no subtitles. It had play movie chapters. I and mean, that's how DVDs were made, baby. This podcast. We've had some pretty cool viewing options. I mean, the paper, we had that weird... I mean, we had to it was do the, the We iTunes. had to download it because yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maxwell's yeah. DVD had been sun-roasted, and so then, it was just a bright green well, image. And Johnny Parks. Hot Sucker Parks. Oh, my VHS. God. VHS. That was a great viewing experience. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we should do something with, with, the, first with the projector DVD? sometime yeah, as well. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I love watching on DVDs. Um, yeah, so I also watched this uh, with my mother. Uh, had a very similar first viewing experience uh-huh. to James. Saw it in the cinemas with Mum, and but then which one? I, I actually don't remember. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, not I good don't enough. know which one. It was not, Wellington. not quite as yeah. good as Rialto. It's not the Rialto yeah. Hamilton, definitely. Yeah. Um, but also do recall seeing this pop up on Mari Television. Mm. Strangely oh. enough, <laughs> the whitest film. Well, yeah, not, but maybe it's not pretty, the whitest, it's but white. it's pretty white. Yeah, it's pretty white. Yeah. Um, and you, Matt, you haven't seen this before. No, I have not. But, you know, what makes this a foundational text of the pod is when this came out, I also had a reaction <laughs> because I, like this, the ads, the trailers for Mrs. Cl- um, Palfrey at the Claremont played on TVNZ. I, I think it was like either TV1 or TV2, the two options, <laughs> the classic binary yeah. of TVNZ. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was like, what is this movie? And like, I didn't see this with my mom, obviously my mom. Um, as, as a bit younger than... Than, <laughs> than either of our moms. Yeah. Um, so I didn't see it with her, but I was very aware of this. And yeah, I do recall it being on Māori television. Um, so I was like, yeah, well, so when this came up, I was like, I know that movie. So I think this might be one of the cases, as it says on the DVD cover, of like 
Is it just world famous in New Zealand? Yeah, and so I'm going to read a little press release, okay. which I found online when I was trying to search, is this just a New Zealand hit? Mm. So this doesn't exactly answer that question, but I thought it's pretty fun We to have read. not heard this before, man. Yeah, <clears throat> we're blind reacting. Yeah. Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont tops New Zealand box office. Mm. For immediate release, 31st August 2006. Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont tops NZ box office chart! Exclamation mark. Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont has struck a chord with New Zealand moviegoers this week, touching their hearts and minds, which has seen this little movie become the big movie of the week. The big is in capitals. Mm. The charming Mrs. Palfrey claims the number one position, beating the much-hyped and widely advertised Snakes on a Plane. (laughs) It seems the public agree with what critics have said, that this movie prompts the comment they don't make them like they used to. Which, that's the phrasing. I didn't screw that up. That's how it's written in the of these. Um, Mrs. Palfrey's simple story reminds us of the beauty of friendships fostered between generations, starring Dame Joan Plowright, tea with Mussolini, in one of the richest and most dramatic roles of her career. The mm. handsome Rupert Friend, Pride and the Prejudice. <laughs> Pride and the Prejudice. <laughs> Plays alongside Plowright as her honorary grandson. Rialto Distribution are delighted with this success, a rare triumph for independent film distributors. Mm. Wow. So clearly it really punched above its weight in New yeah. Zealand. I mean, um, it beat snakes on a plane. It beat snakes Damn. on a plane. Yeah. Which, you know, and with a, not a lot of, you know, a lot of side eye at snakes on a plane yeah. in and that press release. this is certainly an independent production as we Yeah, we looked it up. It's a $750,000 budget, which and is wow. pretty small. It shows. Yeah, not even yes. cracking that million. <laughs> it shows. Well, you know, we'll talk about more about that and the look of the film, but yeah. Yeah, what, I mean... What are we talking we, about? We're going to talk about the film. We we all know Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont. Reader, do you... Reader, do you know Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont? <laughs> all right, readers, it's time for time for James to perform. Oh, am I doing it? Oh, yeah, because you did the intro. Yep. Okay, I'm, I've not prepared for this. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's time for Movie in a Minute, and we're going to start that now. Joan Plowright is Sarah, oh damn, Palfrey. (laughs) (laughs) And she arrives at the Claremont, and she is expecting grand things, but when she arrives, she meets a stout, uh, uh, murmuring butler and a a rude manager. He's not that rude. Anyway, it's not so hot. And uh, they, oh damn, yeah. Uh, And so um, uh, she is not impressed by it, but then she wants to be visited by her grandson, Desmond, who does not show up because he's a bad grandson, and her daughter ain't showing up much either. She meets a handsome young man when she falls over while holding Lady Chatterley's lover, which he is bringing for her friend at the Claremont. And he is deeply interested in her and decides to uh, form a friendship. And things are pretty horny and pretty interesting. He seems super into her and they form a friendship, but then he finds a younger girl and they definitely fucked. Um, And then she dies in the hospital and he kisses her old hand. <laughs> Five more seconds, James. And then he goes together with Gwendolyn and always right with the world, and there's many people dead in, the, in memoriam. All right. Okay, uh, we got through a lot of that. Uh, we got know. through most of it. I mean, we skipped uh, the big, the, the sort of most of it, uh, which, you know, the idea that he pretends to be Desmond and ah, he comes to visit her at the old people's the home. Crucial yeah. The crucial element, element of the film. And they're all, everybody falls in love with Desmond, who is <laughs> the, actually this other Also, I highlight of the thing, they definitely fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. Which we'll talk about yeah. later. Scene. Which we'll talk about. Which yeah. you got to interpret. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And Gwendolyn is the younger woman. Yes. Well, we'll talk about yes. her. Um, the and, uh, other we woman. forgot to yeah. say that Rupert Friend, the, the grandson substitute, yes. uh, his his character name is Ludovic Mayer. Yes. Known by Ludo. Ludo. Which, uh, 
which really grew on me. I like. I like Ludo. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a game, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, I have to Ludo. say, one of the few things that I could remember about this film before we watched it again today was that the, the Rupert Friends character was called Ludo. I like so it because it's like out. you know, it's it's not weird enough, but you could like it sounds. It sounds pretty weird. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty yeah. weird. Well, and that's why they bond in the first place. Is he's like, we have one thing in common, Mrs. Palfrey. We both have ridiculous names. Well, but like, she doesn't have a ridiculous. She's a yeah, normal it's like name. Sarah. Sarah. All right. Head in the clouds. Ludovic. Whatever. What the have fuck. you been smoking, Ludo? What's his last name? Maya. 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 One of those. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Ma- <laughs> brother to Stephanie. Hey. Oh, she's yeah. she's a real writer of the family. Oh, yeah, he's also trying to be a writer. Yeah, he's, oh. he's using her stories for his, his manuscript, right. apparently. But we got to talk about visuals, and not visuals of the film. We'll get to that later. But visuals of the face. Uh, there are many faces in this, and we come to our regular segment MVP, most visually pleasing, aka hot. But um, yeah, I feel like this is, a, this is a true no no contest. Oh no, contest for me. For me. No where contest. even though as we discussed throughout mm. ourselves while we're watching it, Rupert Friend is not at his peak hotness in this no. film. Like, I still feel like he's clearly the hottest person in the film. Yeah, oh, I mean what? to me. Oh. oh. Um, I'm I'm there with Cass. People are falling over him. Oh my god! Yeah. And I don't. I uh, like. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I gotta disagree. No, actually, I do think he is like very, very attractive. I think he's film. attractive in this film. I just think he's like, I think he gets more attractive later. Now, with the hindsight yeah. of twenty twenty one, we you know two, that he will get you hotter two later. You two into the haircut, but no. I liked the no. haircut. I like when a boy has like like strands on either side of his face. He's got a big floppy hair. Yeah, and like, and he, he's always moving it aside and thinking. And like, I'm just really stoked See. that both Mrs. Palfrey and Joan Plowright. Got to spend some good, good time with that beautiful man. See, to me, I've seen the potential. I've seen, like, oh, my God. I mean, I could not, you know, like, Where's Rupert his- Friend could live or die to me until I saw him in Homeland Season 2 and I saw him with a, with a short cut. And I oh, was like, so oh, peak. yeah, mm. I'm sexually attracted to you. Oh, uh, my God, look at you. It's the short, the short hair. And, like, he, I don't know. I don't know. Like, he is visually the most visually pleasing of the film. Mm. And I thought I was going to, you know, come into the film drooling all over him. Sure. But it's Joan. It's her aura. The way she like, the Joan way she. Joan is very magnetic the and way she, in The way film. she handles him, I'm just like, this is a boy. Like, I, <laughs> like if, I just, if I just saw him, I'd be like, yeah, he's hot. But the way she handles him, like he's nothing. <laughs> that is real hotness. And she fucking knows. She is Lady O for I mean, a reason. Yeah. I mean, and I'm going to say. big eyes in this film. James just... might say something now about how he thinks Joan Plurite is hot, but. When we were watching the film, James expressed oh a comment of such disgust. Oh. <laughs> when we saw, she's this is fast forward to the end just before her death. She's lying in the hospital bed, and young Rupert Friend touches, grasps her hand, and James just says quietly to to himself, oh, "I'd hate to have. I'm gonna have hands like that when I'm old. <laughs> I don't want to have hands like that. They're just very mottled and very. I don't want to have hands like that. Yeah, I don't want old hands. <laughs> you know." It's just one of those things that's, you know, I, I want to be able to live to to a ripe old age, yeah. but I don't want to look down at my hands oh, and just go like, hands. damn. Yeah. Like, there's just all kinds of splotches. Yeah. T- t- <laughs> title of your memoir, Old Hands, old the James Paint story. 
I mean, old hand, you know, old hand. <laughs> like, old a, hand. It's a pun. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, I interrupted you, but I did need that to be said on the record of the no, podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, Just in case you backtrack. I... <laughs> I, you know, it's no no shade to Joan's face. It's just just <laughs> no chance. Uh-huh. No shade to Joan's face is the funniest thing. <laughs> Sorry, no shade to your face. No shade to your face, but your hands. Yeah, Joan's Yikes. still with her. Like, uh, she is. She's still she's, with she's us. She's fucking on. She's in her nineties. Yeah, Lady Olivier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, famously married to um, Lawrence Olivier and an incredible career. Yeah, queer icon. Probably. Probably. Bye. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and, yeah, a Shakespearean <laughs> grand dame. Yeah. Yeah. And also just, like, old lady. Queenship. D- dame. Yeah. Just, just just one of those premier old lady actors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We saw a bit of her two eps ago in 101. Yeah. D. Yeah. And, and you, now she <laughs> steps into the, the limelight. And you naming that Mussolini. As Mrs. P. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've never seen her. And that has. Oh, tea with Mussolini. Yeah. yeah. That has a number. Oh, my God. Of, that's Judy, yeah. Maggie, and, and. And wait, 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 wait. Let, let's, 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 let's welcome her back into the pod. Oh. I don't know where you're going. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I didn't know that. They got a lot more interesting. Yeah. Is anyone, no one's Mussolini. They're not actually having tea. Are they having tea with Mussolini? <laughs> tea with Mussolini. I'm just going to say, side note, my only association of this film is that my mum was like, oh, we must watch that. I think you'd really like it. We must get tea mm. with Mussolini out. And we went to... Um, uh, to Aro Street Video, which was not a place we'd normally go. We'd only ever go there when we were looking for like mm. really hard to find DVDs. And the only copy that even Aro Street had was on VHS, which we did not wow. own at that time because yeah. it was too late. I'm sure there's like a copy. I've also it's like, be around somewhere. It's also been like it was high on my mum's list, and I don't think we ever actually saw it, or I didn't see it with her. It's like there's for the mums. Whoever so many the of these are that there's distribute like, this. You got Mussolini, Ladies in Lavender. Oh, we were just, oh, we were just say, talking about this. Like before. this is the this genre. Is, this is yeah. the genre. Mrs. Henderson presents. The, the Mrs. The Mrs. Genre. Yes. This and Mrs. Henderson presents came out at the oh, same time. I mean, Calendar Girls. This, and then Calendar this, Girls. Like, the best exotic Marigold Hotel, oh, which, which isn't quite the same oh, thing. But it's the peak. It's the peak. It's the peak in popularity, though. But also the Maggie Smith. The Maggie Smith oeuvre. Exact quartet. The Maggie Smith oeuvre of like my old lady, Lady in the Van. Yeah. That lady, what's that lady up to next? <laughs> yeah. Give me the lady series. Yeah. Move over, carry on. I want the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Calendar um, Girls for the for the hot, iconic, spicy, a bit saucy. Yeah, yeah. but saucy. Ooh. Yeah. You know. uh, what was the? There was another one like Calendar Girls that didn't quite take off. I don't, um, know, I don't remember. Yeah, sure that's not Miss Henderson presents, maybe, which is also maybe. about about yeah, nudes. Yeah, it's a bit racy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's the ladies' version of the full Monty. It really is. Mm. You got to mm. take it all off for yeah. money. Yeah, for sure. But do they take things off here? Well, <laughs> what did we like? So yeah, time to talk about our our bottles, our our our, our uh, highlights yeah. of the of the film. Yeah. Um. So Joan, I think does a pretty good performance. Joan is good. I Joan is so. good. Yeah, for sure. Yes. When she first arrived, she was like, "Oh, is this the Claremont?" And Matt said, "Okay, give us nothing." Like it was looking a, <laughs> it little, was a little dicey bit, yeah. at the start, but then it's understated as a performance. Yeah, yeah, but, is, then, is, but yeah. I feel yeah. like she's always there. She's always, you know, at the right level, well, and she's sort of she's so amused throughout. She, she's a lot of times she yeah. spends amused at things. She's and she's our she's yeah. our rock, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the thing about the Claremont is not only is it like quite run down, not great food, but it is filled to the brim of colorful characters, yeah. oh, of, sure. of character actors, just like. 
Headlamp turning it up to 11. They're like, not 11 maybe, but they're going pretty fast they're and pretty loose. pretty big. Mm. It's kind of like, I feel like the sort of, yeah, it's, it's almost like a rest home, the Claremont. A it's like bit, a, yeah. a hotel that's that's aimed at elderly people that mm. want to be long-stay customers at the mm. hotel. I think, you know, Dame Dame Joan, she who plows right, um, we'll talk about that later. Oh. <laughs> um, she classes up the place. She's just like a little bit too good for the place, well, you know. And that's oh, yeah. like you she's see that visually. Overdressed for dinner. She's the top pearls. Of the yeah, she is. She's they always you know, discuss her. Katie Heron. She's the Katie Heron mm. of yeah of of, of, the, of Claremont. the Claremont. And is the oldest of is the other oldest lady threatened by her? Well, in some ways, but yeah. she she kind of plays high status. This we are of course talking about. Mrs. Arbuthnot. Yeah. Regina George in old hands yeah. clothing. So her like power status move is to like go and get Joan to like pick up a library book. Um, which brings me to an iconic Yeah. Well we'll, we'll talk a little bit yeah. about it. So we meet yeah. like so like so like okay. Miss, meet the characters. Like like Joan, Mrs. Palfrey. She's so she's like, you know, like she's she's a fish out of water here at the the Claremont. She's like, who are these group of characters? Everybody else has got their routines. Yeah. They've got the same jam at their table every day. She they feels, always watch Sex in the City every night and the She feels TV a bit room. alienated. But then this lady, Miss Mrs. Arbuthnot. Mrs. Arbuthnot. Arbuthnot. She just um she picks her and she's like, I want to save you because you look her under you and under, under her wing. Yeah, I absolutely. really liked her aura. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's a bad bitch. She was like she was channeling like parrot or like like peacock <laughs> like like her hairstyle very bird energy pure yeah. yes. white For sure. and then like purple wasn't it her a lot of purple yeah. and like she like held that frame um and yeah and her iconic pearl necklace just the one just the one just yeah. the one pearl Mrs. necklace Mrs. Palfrey wears a string of about four or five rose yeah. pearls yeah. so yeah She's yeah. Um, other characters yeah. in there, we have Mrs. Pole, uh, which is the woman that seems most like my mum. Post, Mrs. Post. Mrs. Post, sorry, yeah. yes, not yep. Mrs. Pole. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know if she can quite handle a pole. Not quite at a pole, she's on the, the height of a post. Um, but yeah, strong, kind of almost ditzy energy, yeah. uh, very interested in Mrs. Palfrey, but, you know, sometimes she directs questions at her at inappropriate times. Um, yeah. Wears a lot of colourful clothes, but not quite as colourful as the third woman, who I do not remember the name of. Mrs. Burton. I Mrs. Think. Burton, yeah. who yeah. has these very drawn-on eyebrows Fashion and a big icon. sort of like yeah. sort of beehive kind almost, of yeah, yes. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, colourful outfit, very colourful outfit, colourful performance, eccentric. Yes, yeah. very. So they're both very eccentric in their different ways. And then mm. we also have Mr. Osborne, who has a moustache mm. uh, and is and it very quivers sometimes. Quiver. And he went to the he goes to the Masonic Lodge and at one point he proposes to Mrs. Palfrey a bit out of the and blue. This is when I knew Mrs. Palfrey was that bitch. Yes. yes. Because she's, she's like, no. She he was clearly there to like ask her out to, to you know for marriage and stuff. And she was like a bit a bit lonely, a bit horny, you know. Mm. And then she's like, oh, who's this hottie that walks in, gets his claws in there. And you know she goes, she she indulges him. She's like, why not? Let's go to the Mason Lounge. It's ladies' night. What the Mason do? Lounge? You mean the Masonic Lodge, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> the Mason Zone. Let's go to the Mason Lounge. Um, sure, 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 sure. What does he do? He gets potato, potato. He gets stinking drunk on whiskey. He's holding a whiskey, and there's a wine glass right in front of him. He's got them both. I know. Yeah, and he says, "Haven't we all?" Yeah, well, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you even lived a life? Who amongst us? Yeah. Amongst the first us. to throw the stone yeah. is without whiskey. Um, but yeah, so he's like, he gets drunk and he 
gets up the courage to Gets on that damn ask, knee. This is like, an old man. He's an old man yeah. get down on one knee. He's really, really horny for her. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, no. And she's like, and it's she, like she knows she's better than him. She's like, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And she gives us really good speech where she's like, I have been someone's daughter, someone's uh, wife for once in my life. For these final few years, I just want to be me. I just want to be Mrs. But, Paul Frey. I have time for some friends. <laughs> so I'm just like, sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Palfrey. Mrs. Palfrey on the fr- in the friend zone. Yeah. But she but she literally proposes to him, like, will you Mr. Osborne, will you be my friend? Yeah. And he's like, uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was nice. I mean, like, you know, she, she could have been really mean to him at that no, moment. She's cut graceful, him down. Graceful in her but power. But she's she knows she's like, I am better than you. But I won't let you make a fool out of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a taxi. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that is a bottle, that colourful cast of characters. Like, all of them feel, like, really well-defined. Yeah, and we have that that couple as well. Like, yes. Willie. Only see them very briefly. The musical theatre uh, couple. They, they, who, they really want oh Ludo to join God, their theatre troupe. Are they, which, um, uh, uh, are they uh, an avatar for Joan and Larry? Miss Larry. Mm-hmm. I think they just sit in bars and they walk yeah. over to you and they say, we really like your vibe. We really like your <laughs> grandson. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like... <laughs> who inexplicably turned the film into a musical for a, a short sequence. Yes, yeah. there's this one sequence where we just see the characters doing a song. Yeah, so like <laughs> so like they see Mrs. Poffy go out on this date with, with Mr. Osborne, with Mr. Ob's, Osborne yeah. and then Willie is on the piano and the other girls, by Mrs. Arbuthnot, who formed a girl group. Yeah. And they just start singing <laughs> just along like dance. It's Destiny's Grand. Company yeah. or something. Uh, <laughs> Destiny's Grand indeed. <laughs> um, um, and uh, and true to form, Mrs. Post, just a bit behind, just a bit off behind, step, off, off yeah. rhythm. Opposite, opposite side to everybody else's choreography. Another, the Michelle of the group. Yeah. Ah. Another one of the colourful characters I want to shout out, which just starts the film to like give you a good sense that you're in good hands, is uh, is the butler. Because oh, this guy, yes. um, he he's carrying the luggage. He's trying his best. And he's he, it moves from a performance of, like, speaking a bit gruffly to by the time that he gets up into the lifts, where, and it is crammed in the lift, and he's moving the luggage into um, Mrs. Palfrey's room. He is just fully, it's a fully, like, Beckett performance of just grunts and groans like it is craps last taped tape could never like he is just (laughs) I also love like I mean watch out Andy Serkis is all I'll say because Mm. that guy is coming for the Golem prequel I also just love that like in, in the beginning, he's trying to like you know he's he's doing the acting of like you know all of he's carrying Mrs. Claremont's like Mrs. Mrs. Humphrey's luggage. <laughs> luggage and they're clearly very light. Yeah, and she, he oh, stuck yeah. him in some empty bags. He stuck him yeah. in with a grunting. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just like okay. Yeah, talking of theater productions, yeah, they could have they could have weighted the bags a little bit because you see that all the time in theater. Like, mm. oh, this is so heavy. I feel like this is not a bottle or a banana, but it is the big thing that we've been kind of talking around. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the central relationship. Oh right. yeah, the, yeah. This is this, this definitely made the movie a lot more enjoyable for me. So I don't know whether this was intentional or not, oh. but 
the filmmaking is such that it is mm. extremely romantic and one might say erotic. Yeah, the vibe is, is the horny. These characters, including, I feel like the most explicit moment for me is in their first meeting. So there's this, this slow motion sequence as Mrs. Palfrey mm. trips and grazes her mm. knee. And that's when Ludo first meets her and because uh, it's happened outside of his flat. And so he offers her to come inside into his flat, put her leg up and he, he puts some, oh, some uh, uh, antiseptic on yeah. her knee. And, and she's then, like, and oh, Oh, it stings. But, and but, then but, we just wait, see wait, this. Wait, 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 wait. Joan shows some leg. Joan shows some leg. Oh, leg. To put to dab it on. And, and it is not old James. No. It is smooth. It is a smooth no, skin. No, it's a smooth mm. leg. Yeah. yeah. And so he sort of gently dabs that intercept on. And she goes, oh, it stings. And then we see this shot just of her bruise. And then his lips enter the frame. <laughs> yeah. And he softly blows on her graves oh. to cool her down. Which is the most like, we're just like, this is extremely yeah. sexual. Yeah. Just, yeah. just. Just put your lips together and blow. Like, and one of, one of the strangest choices with this film is like sometimes it doesn't have music, so it'll just be the sound of the yes. blow. So erotic. And there's nothing else. It's I mean, just focused on that, like I, ASMR. God, it must be like it's laying it on thick because she's like, when she trips, she's, she's you know, carrying Lady Chatterley's lover. Oh. Yes. Uh, like one of the horniest old books. <laughs> like, I, ever I, canonically, yeah. yes. one of the horniest books yes. ever. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey, who? Yeah, move More over. like 69 Shades. Morris was just ready to fucking <laughs> grind one out when he was writing that. Dick Hump Lawrence. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that old bastard. Uh. <laughs> Um, yeah. And also in the scene, so like, you know, he offers her a cup of tea and, yeah. and the mugs. Oh, Subliminally. Yes. Oh. His mug has got a, a, a gun on it, a classic phallic symbol. And it says bang. It says bang, bang. 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 Oh. And what's oh my God. on Mrs. Palfrey's mug? It's lips and it says kiss, kiss. Mm. So this is our first meeting and we're like, oh. okay, so maybe that was just... It's given us a bit of charge, but, you know, they've decided to be grandmother and grandson. That's what they've decided. It was a vibe, yeah. And we're like, How did they land on that? Well, because Ludo, I mean, sorry, um, Desmond, her grandson, wasn't. Hasn't been showing up. Yeah. And And she, she, so she invites Ludo, Rupert Friend's character, over to have dinner with her. And then she mentions to the other people at the the Claremont, oh, a a young man is going to be visiting me on lunchtime. And they're all like, oh. Oh, what Desmond, Desmond. What we're going to meet classic, your grandson at last. Classic, you know. The um, classic mix-up. The yeah, mix-up. I was like, what is the word? Anyway, and so she sort of, she feels so, like, I guess ashamed that Desmond hasn't visited her, I yeah. guess, that yeah. she just goes, goes with, with it. Yeah. Um, and, and throughout, even, I think it's that meeting where he says, like, something like, oh, you'd, like, see me... Oh, I'd, it'd be better if I had no clothes on or something. And he what? does a little eyes thing. What? Uh, like no, eyebrow he thing. says, like, this is the most like, fun I've ever had, at least with my clothes on. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and then he, he does the eyebrows, and you're like, oh. This is like while they're oh, having wine okay. together at the Claremont. Oh, Meanwhile, at the Claremont, God. every other character is just throwing their underwear like, at Ludo. They are just, like, oh, oh my, my God. The, 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 <laughs> Have the, you seen the, the waitress you, Violet? She has like she. Hello. She serves. We are like we are mimicking her serving. Her and serving is just under the like, boobs. It's like kits up. It's like we're serving yeah. you. Have you seen what's for dinner? Breast. <laughs> Have you seen the moment in the mask where Jim Carrey's mouth just falls out? Ooga. It's an ooga from everybody else. Everyone is like everybody. wetting themselves. And like, all the old people are just like, oh, we did not know you'd have such a handsome grandson. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And with such manners. You've got like Mrs. Post wanting to like introduce yeah, him to, to her, her granddaughter. Her niece. Was Abbott not niece. into 
um, him. Abba thought was into him. Everybody was. Oh, Abba thought was into him, but she didn't want it to show. She's yeah. like, I'm she not, like, like, oh, not like the other girls. You have got a grandson. Yeah. And so, hmm. yeah, it was this interesting framing where we get Rupert Friend in the foreground, but we've got Abba not <laughs> in the, the background, and she is just serving so strongly. And we'll get to we'll why maybe framing. Why maybe our friend was not pulling the focus so much yeah. in our bananas. But she was just serving in the background. A oh, little, yeah. A little treat. Just looking up every so often. Yeah, you know, just, just channeling just, that just bird. Sort of keep it in there. Yeah, I mean. Flamingo. That's the other bird I was thinking <laughs> of for her. Right. Um, and also Mrs. Palfrey bought her his shirt. So, you know. Yeah. she Gifts bought, already. Well, because in the first scene, he's he's wearing very ripped clothing, which is clearly mm, like a, a fashion vibe, affectation yeah. of his. And so she responds by buying him a nice shirt, which I, is oh. a great, like, nig. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we so basically the whole film is based around their continued relationship. Mm. And there just continues to be more moments where they decide to just frame it Well, damn, we got to talk about that scene. Because she comes around to his apartment they late They have at dinner night. together. Yes, she, he they, invites yeah. her over to his place. Yeah, so she's around at his, and uh, he is trying to do a quiz with her, and it's a bad fucking quiz. Yeah, it's and, like one of those sex quizzes, yeah. kind of. Yeah, but not really. Latest, you know, if, uh, issue of Dolly. And he yeah. casts it aside, and he's like, let's ask the real questions. Yeah, let's do our own We can quiz. do our own quiz. Yeah. What is your favorite movie? She's like, Brief Encounter. Famously, a very romantic so film about unrequited love. It's like two strangers who fuck with their hearts. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on. But then they can't be together and she goes oh home to her wife, God. her husband. Yeah. Yeah, the vibes are laid on thick. Yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, interesting. And then uh, he's like, what's your favorite song? And she says... For all we know. Which I thought was the Carpenter song. It's an older song that they A different older song. And he's like, huh. What? I don't understand. And she's like, no, that's the name of the songs. And then he's oh, like, he's, just oh, well, kidding. No, I do know Well, it. she's like, you're too young to know. And he's like, well, let me just strum my guitar. So he gets out his guitar because, of course, this guy plays guitar. Of and then course. he performs a romantic love song mm. to her in and candlelight. The bit that sold me was when she like. Like half sings along with one of them. Oh, I mean, this is like we'll talk about the actual scene itself. But Joan was this was her scene to me. Yeah, Yeah. this was her acting scene. She was just like, you can tell she was like really drawing from experience. You know, she's like reminiscing and it's showing in her face and oh, it's just Mm, the lovely, lovely moment. Yeah. Yeah, she tells another story around how her and her husband Arthur like went away and were in love. I don't remember yeah. specifics. But the way they look at each other, well, he's serenading it's her. It's such a, such an yeah. obviously romantic It's scene. like, yeah, they, they like, you know, cast aside everything else to have this one really intimate moment. Yeah. And then we cut to them walking arm in arm back to the Claremont. Some time has passed <laughs> and I think something went on. Oh my god. Something went down. Mrs. Palfrey because went also, in his Claremont. This is the point where she, it's, <laughs> she it's, I'm, right. I'm pretty sure this is the point at which like he gives her a kiss on the cheek goodbye. Oh, oh yeah. no. No, oh, no, that's no, 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 no. That's later when they, they have the breakup scene. Oh, because there is a point where he leans in to the kiss on the cheek yeah. and all of us went, oh, <laughs> because we thought they were finally getting to a kiss between the two of them. It was not a kiss well, on the, the mouth, it was a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, but. and the, the whole structure of the like the film, so like he goes to the video store, um, and he picks up. He's brief trying encounter to yeah, get brief encounter because and of this. meets Gwendolyn, who is oh my this god, a young, girl his own age, no other beautiful. personality, the most 
cliche girl, film yeah. girl, who's she like with her beret. beret. And yeah. she's like, I've seen Brief Encounter 10 times. But you have it. You deserve to see it more. Yeah. And then he has no means of playing it. And also, she's like, what the fuck? Also, she's, she's like, yeah, my name's Gwendolyn Guth. Guth! <laughs> First of all, I who, forgot about Don't Guth. volunteer your surname, Who girl. says their surname? Well, especially if it's Guth. Gwendolyn would suffice. Change that name. <laughs> Guth. <laughs> I'd like you for... Yeah, you, you thought you'd plow right? Well, look, check out my check Guth. Out my Guth. Yeah, I'm loved by any other Rosewood sellers. Oh sweet. my god! A name rather, except for Goose. But to me, it was like clear. Like, yeah, search me up on Facebook. It's it's Goose. Two hours. <laughs> no, yeah. Are you with an umlaut? Two umlaut. Goose. 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 Oh my god. Oh. Um, yeah, the- she's got no personality other than that she is an acceptable object of romance oh, for him. Yeah. They, well, I feel like they put in because they were like, we don't want to make up feel like he's going to have sex with the yeah. old lady. Well, yeah, and so like there, there's this kind of breakup scene between the two of them, uh, between uh, Mrs. Palfrey and Ludo, uh, where it's like, oh, well, you know, I'll have to... Um, okay, so Mrs. Poffrey actually goes to the wrong like yeah. thing. So she she stands in front of a mannequin like display that says flashback. Okay, dementia vibes laying out. And on well, thick. like throughout it happens, and I guess as you get older, yeah. you do get yeah. more forgetful. But then, it doesn't mean you have dementia. But then Ludo calls her out, and he says, "Yeah, I've been standing in the in the corner, and three women, one man, and one dog is propositioned me, and I'm like." Okay, calm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> calm the fuck in down. In this world, he is the most sexually attractive person that which, has ever which existed might be in a, the world of the film. Which might be a good point to bring up the writer of this film mm. in terms yes. of who wrote it. Yes, so I was doing some research into this. So this this is actually based on a novel from the 60s. It has been from, transplanted. From, from? From Elizabeth Taylor, Ooh. not that one. Oh. Mm. The one and only, not that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, but it has been transplanted not entirely that like well into the two thousands, it mm. feels still kind of like we were like, when is this set? Every so often that it, you know, yeah, we were clarified in the um, end. Yeah. But the, so the screenwriter, uh, whose name Ruth Ruth Sachs, Ruth Sachs, Ruth Sachs, yeah, Ruth Sachs, yeah, yeah. yeah Ruth Sachs. Um, is an 85-year-old woman who this was her debut screenplay. And after um, that, we were like, oh, we and so we, yeah, apparently I mean, she honestly, read we the were book. like slagging the film left and yeah, right I was for like, some hashtag I was like, choices. Okay, but like, in terms of, you know, perspective, it makes a lot of sense that yeah. this was a book that it was a book that really spoke to her apparently. She had lost a daughter, I think, and so she was connecting with Mrs. Palfrey's experience of losing her husband. Mm-hmm. And so she, yeah, was like, oh, okay, I, I really love this book. I want to write it. And she was working on it for many, many, many years. Mm. And then her son at some point became a film producer and he decided to produce his mother's how screenplay for him because um, it's like his his mother Ruth just wants the sack. Really. <laughs> she wants yeah, some it sex. Is, it like, is um, it's, but it does make sense. It's written from the oh, perspective of sure. an older yeah. lady yeah. who's just like, wouldn't it be lovely if a young man paid me a lot of attention? I know. And honestly, that and fantasy of like of of, like, of, of stories where really? like a young man is like focused on you, they're attractive, seem talented. Absolutely. Although I don't totally buy him as a writer myself. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. His actual writing in this oh. is bad. But, like, I buy him as a specific type. We'll, t- we'll talk about it. Type we'll, of talk about it. we'll talk about it um, if, if you compare, during his section. So, like, uh, like, writing that, like, is more focused to an older audience and, and it features young people inspired and elated and learning 
from uh, you know the the older characters. It reminds me of Sonia Masha. Vanya Spike, <laughs> Spike, um, which a also play. yeah featured a, featured a narrative of young people going, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn from you. Yeah. Let me be educated. Also, I he feel fucking like this, one of them. That's, that's a he worse... fucking one of them. What's that? He fucking one of them. Spike yeah. is fucking one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same vibe. Yeah, well, it's like, that, no, it's like because I, the, the, the worst part of that is that they have a bad character who's oh, like, yeah. this is a shit. So Spike is a bad character <gasps> that we don't like because yeah. he's modern, and we do like this nice like girl that loves the Beatles because she loves oh the old times. God. And so this film, I think, is not as objectionable no. as that because it's not. Exactly. It's, we don't have a bad young person character so much. I guess we have Desmond, but he's a bit busy. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really like he's a bad guy. He's just too busy to come in and visit. But then he does try to come in and visit. It's just a bit too yeah, late. It's just it's like awkward. that kind of uh, character that is, he's not totally like focused, but he's not like, he's not out and out portrayed but as yeah. a villain. But yeah. we have the same thing of it being very much an, I guess, like elder gaze, if we compare it to like male oh, yeah. gaze. It's yeah, elder yeah. gaze, rising yeah. of young young people. Yeah. Fawn yeah. um, over me. Yeah, like, it's this idea that the idealized young person from the perspective of an older person yeah. Yeah. Um, who is, yeah, charming, attractive, respectful. Literary. Lo- and just loves, is so interested in you as an older person. Yeah. And yeah. so he's, All he's the a wisdom. dream young person. <laughs> All the lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, I, I mean, we get that fully harnessed in oh, terms yeah. of Ludo and Gwendolyn when they go on a train ride. Okay, f- yeah, first of all, they go on a triple day. There's a like, triad tri- day. Tri- yeah. yeah, it's a thruple. And they're all travelling together and we're like, what is Gwendolyn thinking about this? But she she seems to be into it, you know. Yeah. Not if- like Rosie, his ex-girlfriend with the yes. iconic outfit. <laughs> had her one scene. She has one scene where she comes in and she's like, ooh, I thought you were dating that woman. And we're like, so did we. Yeah, Yeah. girlfriend. (laughs) Right there with you, Rosie. Get in line. Yeah. Like, Uh, we have eyes all over. So they take this huge trip and uh, there's the sequence uh, where Joan, Mrs. Palfrey, is looking at the two of them and they are just doing silly buggers in the middle of this cathedral. (laughs) Just skipping around with their scarves. scarves. They're putting Daisy... Daisies in their mouth oh and just like oh, dancing about being young, so yeah. carefree. So they are just like that annoying like theater couple who just met uh, each other. Yeah. They're each other's soulmates. We're so artistic. You're a writer. Oh my god, I'm a writer too. Oh my god, your writing is so good. Oh my god, let's be quirky and whimsical together. More believable to me if oh one of them had god. a phone up and would like trying to get it for Instagram. Yeah. Um, it was too. It was too, too that, so I know. I know. But like, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But they seemed so like. And that's also just filmmaking because it felt so inauthentic and bizarre <laughs> that you just do that with no speaking and then just uh, it seemed like Mrs. Palfrey's am- amusement of like, yes, entertain me, young ones. Yeah, yeah. third wheel vibes. <laughs> yeah, but there is definitely a sense that, you know, she's like, I see, he's moved on. He's yeah. replaced me in his heart with but another young girl. But also Gwendolyn was like putting on some moves on Mrs. Palfrey. Yeah, they have like yeah. a girl also? scene. It feels very like, you know, obviously it's not needed because there's lots of other female characters in it, but it reads almost like when people put in one scene with the two female characters talking so that they can yeah. pass the Vector test. Yeah. <laughs> and like, well, and Ludo comes back and it's like, don't worry, we didn't really think about you. Yeah. We are the strongest sex. Aha. Aha. And he's yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah, they're just and like, you know. Le- yeah, Gwendolyn also leans over and gives us his Palfrey a kiss oh on the cheek. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So we were like, there were vibes there also. Because we, we 
were like, we were like, you know, like they told Luna, it's like, you know, we can have fun without you. Blah, 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 blah. You I, don't I, have to be in the equation. Man, there is something so good about horny elderly films. Like I compared this at one point when I was talking about it to like Notes on a Scandal, um, where we get to see Beauty oh, yeah. Dench like but, fully just like gun for But also just, you know, budget. lots of lots of bench acting. Yeah. Both films. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're leering with their their mics. Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, and we'll get to a moment of leering later. Yeah. Um, but like I just uh, yeah, I think it's good to ag- yeah. acknowledge that well, People want to. So, people are horny. But this at any it, age. You say it's good to, yes. This film does not do it's that not, intentionally. It's okay. not, there is it is no intentional. It is not, like, it's not Harold and Maude. Like, <laughs> but the strange the thing, thing is. So like, Sasa and Ludo. The film we not, wanted it to be is totally. not the film that it was. But I feel like it's so like it's so close to that. It is. At the they very, just pull the trigger. So at the very end, right? So like eventually, and you know, we might talk about scenes in between, but I just want to say at the very end. Um, Mrs. Palfrey dies and uh, Luda goes, oh, it's so sad, and he tries to do a tearful scene. Uh, and then he comes out and he sees Gwendolyn and she's like, like, has this look of like, are you ready? Like the aberration, yeah. the the like, the the block in our relationship oh, yeah. has been removed. Now we can continue <laughs> on as a couple. There is like one scene where he's furiously typing, shirt off. Yeah, just like, just, like topless doing, typing like, this, oh the story God. of I'm Mrs. Like, Palfrey. Did you just get off? Did you like have this whole thing? Well, literally like she comes over also in a state of like half dress, yeah. like mm. draping a shirt over him as if like they just concluded their, yeah. their, their intercourse. Course, and then he's like, "Wait, I've had an idea." Yeah, and I for felt the story. Like, I've got to write right I, now. He doesn't. He like, doesn't give a nod like, "Oh, cheers for the shirt." He's just like, "Gotta, gotta fucking get it. this thing and down." If, and if you told me that he screamed out yeah, "Sasa" in bed, <laughs> I would not doubt it. If it, I don't know if it's been clear, Sasa is what he calls uh, Mrs. Palfrey as his like yep. uh, grandma name. Yeah. Also, we're not talking about this scene when Gwendolyn was introduced and they had the big breakup scene. We have the scene of them making love both times. One, they were like shirts off, just so we're clear that they're actually fucking. Yeah, they want to make it yeah. very clear that, that, that the young people with... are having sex, not the old people with the yeah. young people. But also this weird scene where like Mrs. Porphy <laughs> has resolved her, I don't know, her weird attraction to. to She's um... bought him some William Blake. Yeah, some yeah. poetry, poetry collection. So she decides to just <laughs> pop in unannounced to give him this book. And then he, she looks through the window. And they're, they're, they're <laughs> just like still like clothed. Play f- fighting yeah. or whatever. But like, about to go. Yeah. yeah. They're really wrestling on, on that bed. Ready. Yeah, yeah. And does does Joan go, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have come by it. And she could, no, she goes, Ooh. Yeah, she spends she, a she good two seconds. She seems to watch for several <laughs> yeah. seconds. Yeah. Like quite a while. She's like, I've taught him well. Like she knows how to do that. Yeah. And you just imagine the moment if they had turned around and just been like, <laughs> Mrs. Palfrey, <laughs> yeah. and then there'll be quite a different film. Yeah, we I'd can't be, hang out. If anymore. I was Joan, I'd be like, "Yeah, Gwendolyn, you're welcome. I taught him how to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we taught him everything he knows. <laughs> <and> experience. <laughs> yeah. Taught him how to how to plow right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So we talk about some of the filmmaking choices. Yeah, yeah. so we're we're transitioning now. We're, transitioning to, we're straight bananas right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there are some some shots. Well, this is this is a cheap movie, and sometimes, like, <laughs> I mean, it shows. Yeah, it looks as, bad, guys. It's such a bad it's looking a, oh film. My, my, my so, like, thing. to be to be fair, quickly fair to this film, like, um, 
when you are shooting on a lower budget, you have to use different cameras and cheaper yeah. cameras. And we subliminally like see film and like we think, oh, that's the right lens or that seems far back enough. And when it's not right, oh. like in this movie, man, it shows up. Like every time like they have a close up, I'm like, oh, oh, it's too close. <laughs> the close oh my too God. Close. Yeah. It looks like a fisheye lens. Yeah. Yeah. Because like sometimes they have shot reverse shot where we're like, it's good on one of the yes. parties. And then it goes back and I'm like, and oh, wait, it's, like, like, it's too close. And I'm like, you have the cameras to do this. <laughs> Because you cannot, just used to, I mean, I saw this in a cinema. I can't remember what it was like in the cinema, but we saw it on a small TV. I can't imagine <laughs> on the big screen. Just if you looking back, right up Jones' suddenly, nose. there's Oswald or whoever but, being like, exactly, leering over you. Exactly, and that's the thing as well. It's just like some of the angles that they choose are so homophobic as well. <laughs> they do not look good like that up Everyone close. Looks so, bad. It's just like, uh, so it's like the combination of like the huge face, which no one wants to see their face that big, and also... Also the, the sudden quick um quick cut from like normal scene to that. I'm just like, ah, and oh my God. Thing, like we were talking about the dinner scene before where like, yeah, there was just every time in the shot reverse shot, Joan's side looks fine. Rupert's side, exactly. it's like he's right over to the right and we've got in the center of the frame, it's like a distant Mrs. Arbuthnot. Yeah. And so we're just looking at her the entire time trying to work out what's happening. And it's like, I don't think this is a, a purposeful framing because she's not doing mm. anything very interesting. Well, no, the, and there's bizarre shots like, so there's a, there's a moment where they're all in the, the like the lobby. Oh, and, this was um, my worst shot of the yeah, film. And Mrs. Palfrey's oh, about to storm out. And oh, it's like this security camera it, like yeah, shot. They put it up like it, you would have in a security camera angle. It's like this weird sort of like they wanted to do a yeah. wide like sort of angle well, from up the staircase. I feel like there were more, more of those shots peppered throughout the film, but that uh, was definitely that was just, the one. It was so long and it was yeah. like there was full acting happening. It wasn't oh, yeah. like well, yeah, just and the moment. It's another like it. key scene for Joan. And it's like, why is why does everyone look? Yeah. Why is this camera dominating all of these figures? <laughs> it's such a random angle. It's yeah. Oh. It's not like a hidden camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite um, editing trick is the um, iconic Joan fall. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, I'm glad you got that. <laughs> Where it suddenly turned into, do, 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 you wouldn't steal a car. Because, <laughs> man, the filmmaking. A real slow motion. <laughs> it gets blurry. Different yeah. angles. Like, yeah. You, want to, you feel like you want to hear the echo of her, like, oh. shouting as she falls. It's Amazing. like, you know, it's like one of those, like, ads for, like, you know, the St. George's, like, yeah. bracelet yeah. or something. Like, emergency dial a bracelet. Oh. I've fallen and I can't get up. And we see the book slowly fall out of her hand. Oh, my God. And she trips God. on a stick. Like, it's like a stick. <laughs> it's a stick. It's like a like, Mario Kart bananas. Like, I know you, when you're elderly, like, you can trick, trip up on a lot of things, but it's literally just a tiny hey, stick. Her name isn't Joan Walkright. Okay. <laughs> No, it's from... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, just one quick, like, shout-out to her costume, though. Uh, costume design, yes. like, you there know. There are some very good costumes very good Joan for Joan. Looks. I don't know. I didn't like a lot of the other characters' oh, looks. No. Uh, um, oh, man. But also, though, like... Ludo's looks. Ludo's, looks, Ludo's looks. The scarves. <laughs> but kind of fitting for his character. Yeah. One that he always, always wears the same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> But it, he looks so bad in it. Like, this is why I can't say that he's, like, Yeah, they're the working very butter. hard against the, the, yeah. the, like, Rupert Friendness of it yeah. all to make My, my favourite for her is her iconic hat. And yeah. also the, 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 the purple look, ensemble. Mm, her the look at the, at the Mason Lounge with mm. the, the black, black and white. The, oh, yeah. the well, black she, gloves. White so, like, when she goes, to, when she goes to, to dinner for the first time and yeah. they're like, oh, you 
you going to the theatre? Because she's so dressed up, but she looks great. In their big good. fuck scene, like they, she has like this mm. off the shoulder, like her straw <laughs> just like yeah, yeah, um, shrouded around her. The costume it's designer good. knew how to dress older ladies, did not necessarily know how to dress yeah. younger ladies. And also, chef, women have terrible. we talked about the scarves? Because he is committing strong. Oh yeah, he's got scarves. scarves. Gwendolyn yeah. has a scarf. But on their, on their, tr- on their, their throuple date, they are also, all wearing scarves. Gwendolyn and the throuple date with her. Pigtails? No. A choice. It's and like, also, we haven't, did, we haven't did, really... Did you want to, like, highlight how young she is compared yeah. to, like, I feel Joan? like that like... was the... Yeah. We also haven't talked about Rosie, uh, Ludo's ex, and mm. her costume when she appears. We've exactly. talked about that scene occurring, but she With has her... these gloves on. She has the gloves. She, she has um, She has a coat. She has, like, a hat. It and looks, she's got, like... Yeah, it's like she had to, like, cover her body, but she wasn't allowed <laughs> She to... looks like a cartoon character. She would... She looks like one of those kids who'd be, like... In like, you know, Doug or something who would play jazz or something like yes. that. Damn, yes. that is a That's accurate description. I was thinking Daria. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's a bad look. Well, talking of people covered up, there's like one weird shot where um Mrs. Palfrey passes uh uh somebody. Oh, a lady in a burka, right? Burka. And that was a weird kind and of And she yeah. just looks at her and then the lady in the burka like looks back or maybe even doesn't just walks past, just walks past. and she's like whoa. whoa and there's no significance to this yeah. in the film it never comes back again and her other interaction with a person of colour is her driver at the, the start the driver at the start yeah. who's like the Claremont okay and then she's like could you help me with my back and he just drives away and so we're like, <laughs> like we're okay, a racist film okay <laughs> and we also talked about Rosie who has a one scene uh, I was about to say one wonder. scene wonder yeah. Um, yeah. but the real one scene wonder is Ludo's mom. Ludo's mom is so good. An, an iconic shock of tiny oh, white hair. Her hair is hideous. It's yes. awful. It's this yeah. like it's very dry and but dead I think, looking. Like she meant to be yeah. hideous. But you know, she's well, it's funny though because be she a... like from the like hairline down. Yeah, I'm like she is a poised lady. She's an actress. Yeah, and but the hair. Knew. Yeah. The hair was the character. She knew that she was coming to play with Joan Plowright. Yeah. And she brought her A-game. Like, she flicks between being emotional about the family, and then whenever Ludo enters, she's like, yeah. what are you doing? Some say she's the Viola Davis endowed of this film. I and some so. of them are me. And, <laughs> and there's a moment where she is giving an emotional speech, I don't remember... About what? But it's something to do with Ludo, right? And so we are seeing her give her all. And then we cut to Lu- <laughs> Rupert Friend, who we should talk about in a bit. Eavesdropping. Yeah, yeah. And, and the film, the camera, is weirdly like panning or like zooming close up to his face. And I don't know about you, but <laughs> when, uh, when a camera like zooms, it is saying, this is of utmost significance. And it's really noticeable. And one, the camera work is weird. And he he, he just looks like spaced out and he's pouring <laughs> he's some pouring water. pouring some hot water in a teapot. And, a listening, teapot. Yeah. and we were like, damn, he is listening and pouring. This is a real feat. <laughs> mm. Because the thing that we have not said about this movie is that Rupert Friend is trying. I would say he's... Yeah. Fine. It is hey, and hey, introducing. Before we move on, oh, move yeah. on to friend, I just want to say about her mom. Her mom, her mom, sorry, his, his mom, mom. His mom pulls off two very quick attitude changes within the scene. Mm-hmm. And she does it convincingly. Because, like, you know, we first meet her. She's gruff as fuck. She does not, you know, not she, does, about she, does not, she does not care heaven or hell about Mrs. Claremont. Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Claremont. And we are like, why are we here? Why do we yeah. have to meet Ludo's mom? So she's she's gruff, but then Mrs. Palfrey gives her a piece of her mind 
And then she's she like, you've raised down. a lovely son. He's she really good. Down. And then she's just weeping. And I do not, for the life of me, remember what the actual reason <laughs> Why was. Why are we here? But she's doing a lot of acting. Yeah. She's very but good. Then, but then after, like, Ludo listens, he comes back to serve the tea. And He's she, like, hey. And she's just like, what do you want? Yeah. And it's that snap. Mm. It's like, you know, that's mm. all the storytelling you need. Snap that's the whole up. relationship. Yeah. She can't be open in front of him. Ugh. Sad. And she named him Ludovic. And so it's her own it's original sin, isn't it? And you know who else couldn't be open? Rupert, Rupert Friend Fren. in front of the camera. Oh, let's talk about a mate. Let's talk about a buddy. Uh, let's talk about a pal. Let's talk about our a friend, friend Rupert. Rupert. So he is very beautiful. And Orlando Bloom vibes. Yeah. And in, in many ways, in yeah. fact. Because he, he delivers a lot of his lines in this kind of like not fully whispered, like slightly whimsical. I feel like his sort of delivery. he sort of has this one mode, which is kind of like, please smirk, Mrs. Pulver. And it's kind of Mrs. Pulver. To me, it's giving mm. me hot boy who knows he's hot. Hot and, boy who knows he's yeah. hot, and he's had a, and he's had a good yeah. time. And he's like high really school. gracefully As, bestowing that hotness mm. on you. Mm. And I An think I can get away with this. I told James it's very like you know, boy who was like you know picked up by toy just because of his look, kind of acting vibe. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I know yeah. I'm attractive. It's boy boy who works in sales. Yeah, and so when he talks to you, you feel like you're attractive and interesting yeah. as well. Citation needed. Toy is Toy Fakari, the New Zealand drama school, and I am not afraid of you. <laughs> this is an anti-toy podcast. Whoa! No. <laughs> I don't know if I'm I'm fully, there, but I I, I support I toy. No, we support. But toy. I'm not afraid of them. <laughs> um, damn. Uh, gauntlet thrown. Um, yeah, he is. He is pleasant, and this is a. He's there. Movie. He's fine. He's yeah, there. he's okay. He's fine. And I so, mean, yeah. We like, felt he definitely did eat eye drops when he had his crying scene. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot know? of the scenes ask ask of him is like he's like there, he's he's nice, he's pretending to be Desmond, but it's like when he has to really pull out the big guns. He's that, not giving. Yeah, you yeah. can see the wire work. Yeah, the words are not of worth. Yeah, words I mean, worth less. Mm. You know, additionally, <laughs> like yeah, the character that he's given. Is also pretty underwritten, oh, yeah. so I it's feel like we can't lay all the blame purely at Rupert. But Fred's I do. Feet I mean, it is... it's a manic pixie youth boy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, I commend him for his, you know, erotically charged chemistry <laughs> with Dame Joan. That worked. Yeah, for sure. That did work. Yeah. yeah. They were into each other for sure. This is the thing. Mm. I get the sense of you they know, fucked backstage. I think so. Yeah, or at least like <laughs> I'm starting the rumor right now. <laughs> I'm gonna call my sources right now. I'm honestly, I'm like, Joan Clarat had a great time oh, making for this sure. film. Yeah, you know, sure. I feel like they just sort of chatted. He had, it would just be flirt with her when yeah. they were off camera. That, yeah. that that vibe carried through into the performances. But I will Having say, a great time. Yeah, I will say about Rupert. He did look good in comparison to the real Desmond. Oh, yeah, real Desmond. Uh, Lorcan O'Toole, <laughs> son of Peter O'Toole, we found out. It does not have no. his father's dashing good looks So, of you know, sometimes nepotism does not work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lorcan has not had many other roles. Well, the interesting thing about all the young men in this is that they are rocking some facial hair that is just not doing them any favors. Suspicious. Yeah, it's like Lacking. mustache and goatee look where it's just like... <laughs> That just makes you look evil. It makes you look like a 
like a little pickup artist. Um, and we, you know, look, we're not the best at facial hair, so we're just. You hey, know, I mean, yeah, I exactly. So it's podcast. Oh. We're not, you know, good. We feel seen, is, <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Desmond is the worst offender. But then you can add some close ups on on Rupert. You're like, ooh, got yeah. a little, got a little friend there. I. <laughs> Which is a, to know if that reads. <laughs> <laughs> the hands, no, that listens. Uh, his, his yeah. Friend. Um, um, yeah. Well, we have clocked. This is an hour thirty roundabout, and mm. I feel like we have covered the full extent. I think there's not there's not been this amount of no. analysis of Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont in many years. Ever, no. maybe. If ever. I, we're breaking ground. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, did, I mean, Kate, we, did we, Kate Rogers go this far in when she was reviewing it for? Uh, TV3? <laughs> I, I don't know. I reckon she gave it We did pick this film for a reason. Yes. We have been doing a lot of youth-orientated stuff yes. recently. Yes. So we're yes. like, we're going in the opposite go direction. The well, that's the thing. We'll like, have tea with a day. Yeah, that's mi- there's mixed bags that you like might know, might have seen already, and then there's these just like undiscovered gems. Though and I'm New just Zealand saying, I think New Zealand, New Zealand really took oh, this film Zealand. to heart, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like we are, are ready to duke it out. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Bag or biff. Bag or biff. All right. I'll go first because I haven't gone first for a while. Okay. Um, I say this one, this one is a biff for me, I have to say. I feel like there are some charming elements to it. Um, I think Joan Plowright does a good performance. Mm-hmm. But I think fundamentally the script, it's not quite whimsical and quirky and charming enough on its own merits I feel like most of our enjoyment of it was from us shipping the two characters <laughs> which I, I feel I feel was unintentional because if they wanted them to have that romantic tension then they would have actually put it in the text in some way yeah. um, do you, you think know it's a, if, we live in a post Harold and Maud world do they could have done that if they did pull the trigger with the audience, the core demographic, exactly. would they be would they be into it or are no, they like, they 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 like no. so they, the core demographic don't want that? Okay, but I'm right, like, yeah. we talked about all the other the, the other old lady films, yeah. and and I don't think that this one stands on no, the you know at no. the top of that list. No. I feel like this is this is a fairly middling entry in the old lady films canon. Yeah, um, yeah. because mm, it's not quite charming enough. It doesn't have quite enough of a a sense I mean, of that whimsical magic and all them, the rest of it. Yes, sure. having seen, I've seen, I've just, I've seen in my few few old old okay, lady well, films I in, my, in my time. You, isn't that the purpose of old lady films? Like, I don't know if there is a peak. Like, but obviously, there's a peak, but like, isn't the a core tenant of those films that tenant. it is <laughs> tenant? Tenant. Isn't the core aspect like a nice warm time? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. should be a nice oh, warm I know time. Who had a and nice I didn't warm think time. this was nice and warm a time enough for me. Yeah. I felt like I was too drawn out of it by the weird framings and the angles. I felt like the kind of will they won't they romance that was unintended was taking <laughs> Rachel me out and of Ross eat your heart out at um, Sasa and Ludo. <laughs> you know, I think compared to something like, you know, some of those other films that we've talked about, like I don't know, like Quartet, which we mm. talked about, similar kind of like old people mm. living together in a thing. I felt like I got more of a sense of all of the different elder elder people's personalities in that film, for example. Mm. Um, so for that reason, I think this is a biff. I'm Ooh. sorry, Mum. Mm. Uh, I'll go next. <laughs> so, like, I compare Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont to, like, a hot soup 
that is not all that substantial. It's a bit watery, like pumpkin. Because I, I think good this, pumpkin soup shouldn't be watery. I love well, no, I know. Soup. I think I think it's a pumpkin soup that is aiming for greatness, but it isn't quite there because like the DVD art and the poster of this is like this like beautiful orange. That's why I'm thinking pumpkin, mm. um, which doesn't really show up in the film. Interestingly, there's not a huge sense of orange. I don't know. They just chose it. Yeah, there <laughs> were nice. there's autumn leaves at one point. Yeah, mm. and marketing is important. Uh, I think this colourful cast of characters fucking charmed me. <laughs> I think I think I think I didn't notice those filmmaking choices when I uh, was watching it the first time. Now I definitely do. And it just kind of informed the whole experience. Like I didn't know I didn't know how weird it was gonna be. I didn't mm. know like it it didn't feel it felt pedestrian in some ways, but in a lot of ways, just that core, like, horniness. I was like, <laughs> damn. And it it must, that's the, like, the beautiful thing about this film is that it must go unspoken. Oh, if you, the love that never shall be. Yeah, it's so unrequited, it cannot be text. Yeah. Because if you make it text, then the audience go, no, no. No, that's filthy. She crossed a line. Mm. But if they never fuck, or if you do not depict the the romance on screen, then it hangs in that magical, fantastical place of, I think John crossed those boundaries, yeah. but we did not see it. And everything is right with the world. She did not corrupt this younger, youth, youthful boy. She opened the gates. Yeah. And um, of the Claremont, and I think like there, it's not chemistry, but they just seem to be. It is chemistry. It is chemistry. Well, it's chemistry, chemistry, but like it's just more like they're vibing. I just I like it when a young person and a an old person just seem to be vibing, and I felt like Rupert and John, one of our finest. Actors and an actor who 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 has grown, uh, but oh, maybe yeah. not in his final version, either in hotness or in um, uh, performance ability. Uh, I feel like it it worked for me. Enough of it worked uh, for it to be a bag. Mm-hmm. I will say that yes, Rupert Friend. It has to be stated that like Rupert Friend was not in his final form. He he has grown as an actor. He's a really good actor, and he is really hot. Just wanted to say that again. Um, yeah, I had a great time with this film. It was a you know lots of laugh, laughter, lots of love, mm, lots of vibes, lots of you know just just like pheromones in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I have to shout out the the production designer also for all the lamps. Oh, <laughs> oh we forgot to mention this. Yeah. Ludo's apartments about a lamp every surface has got a mm. lamp on it. I say four or five lamps, maybe. And yeah. it's like a studio. Yeah, tiny. And I did enjoy it, and I did have a good time. But I think ultimately, the most fun I had was watching it with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, I think ultimately when it comes down to it, if I watch this by myself, I might still kind of enjoy it. But it's, it's I think it's a biff. It's a biff. 
It's a biff at the Claremont. This is the ch- correct choice. Yeah. This is, this is good. I'm yeah. glad that James put in one bag. Yeah, in same. Yeah. It's good. It didn't deserve yeah. to be a triple biff. So yeah. all up it is a, it like. It's a mixed biff. Yeah. So it's like going towards the bin and it yeah. hits the rim and it's like, oh, which way is it going to fall? And then it falls yeah. in the bin. To yeah. me, the difference between this and the MIG, which we did bag, was <laughs> oh. I think that one was like, you know, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> like they kind of had an intention of the stupidity and the good times. I think it was supposed to be yeah. stupid. Yeah, whereas yeah. this, I was like, most of the the thing we were actually just putting on top of it, we were <laughs> exactly. projecting. Or it was just like, we felt that it was in there, but it was not intended to. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The weird thing with the Meg is it's like, it kind of knows it's stupid, but then it's like, but you care about this relationship, yeah. right? And I was like, not at all. <laughs> I don't give a shit. No. But hey, I'd watch this again. Probably, maybe. I don't know with my mom. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I I might watch it. It's like a background movie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You're just yeah like, I think I just fine. I wasn't prepared for like how bad the filmmaking element <laughs> yeah. was going to be. Yeah. Like, I just well, yeah. and I'm sorry because the director has passed away, so I feel yeah. bad for ragging on Dan Ireland's oh, filmmaking also, in such a way. Rita, but... you have to know the reaction James had at the in memoriam segment <laughs> of the credits. Uh, There's about eight people's eight? names in the in memoriam. Well, the section. thing that I think I guess like the silver lining out of all of this is like it is a pretty cheap movie that doesn't look so great in the light of the cold light of 2021 day mm-hmm. but this was an enormous hit in New Zealand mm. and so they the target audience uh they didn't give a shit about any of that about any of the <laughs> the not so great filmmaking they just really connected with uh with the core story and it made a bunch of money at least here I don't I, it's so weird that it's was it just New Zealand? Like, particularly I don't know. New Zealand? I feel like it's enough of a New Zealand specific hit that it, on the DVD cover, yeah. it says the New Zealand number yeah. one hit. We just love us some Joan. Yeah. 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 Come well, on, past. Where can we find us, James? Jump in there. Yeah. If you want to find more no, Joan Plowright. Find us at the Claremont. <laughs> I mean, she's done two now. You can always find me at the Claremont. She's done 101, as you said, and yeah. now we've got this. So she is racking it up there. She's not quite Glen level or yeah. Meryl level, but, yeah. you know. We, Joan season. I'm yeah, I mean, hey, tea with Mussolini. Cher, yeah. Joan, Maggie, Judy. I'm, I'm keen. Lily. I'm going to say, I just, just jumping in, that uh, the worldwide box office of Mrs. Belfry at the Claremont was $3.9 million, and New Zealand made up a $1.1 million of that. Damn. Which seems like disproportionately high. So disproportionate. <laughs> well, out of the world, like, yeah. damn. Damn. Yeah. damn, damn, damn. Yeah. And if you want to increase the numbers of Mixed Bag social media, then you can follow us at Mixed Bag Pod or Mixed Bag Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter. Uh, Twitter's the place where we have the most fun. Um, that's where we can kind of converse with you the most. So um, follow us over there. Mm. Yeah. Um, you can find me at uh, <laughs> JamesKane92 on Twitter. Um, you can find me at Lula Morashi, L-U-L-A-M-O-R-A-S-H-I on Twitter or Instagram. And I'm there too. You know, you know what to you find me. You can always me. find Matt. Yeah. You can find me at home in my bed watching Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. We don't know what we're doing next time. Nope. Um, it's going to be a fun surprise for all of us. Yeah. yeah. And so let's leave today with God, is there a good quote from it's this not, thing? Uh, I was, I'd do it's all the song. blow softly on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool it yeah, down. let's do it. <laughs> You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a pop.
podcast called Mixed Bag.